Let's get you fired up. Financially independent, retire early. If you're a small business, professional, or entrepreneur, and you're looking for a way to stand out amongst your competition, then this is the podcast for you. We focus on relevant digital marketing strategies and tools to help you stand out in your industry and become the market leader in your profession. Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Celebrate your successes. That's what we're going to talk about today. Celebrate your successes. Hello, everyone. So happy to have you on fire. Financially independent, retire early. Here's the deal. What do most people do? They focus on what they do wrong. They focus on their failures. Why? When you focus on what you do wrong and you focus on your failures, you get more failures. So here's what I'm going to encourage you today. Here's your tip for the day. I want you to start focusing on your successes. Start recognizing and noticing what it is that you're doing right and what's working. And when it happens, I want you to tell yourself, good job, good job, you just did that right. Why? Because success breeds success. If you want to be successful in your business, in your life, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your own personal value and and feeling about yourself, you need to start recognizing what you're doing right. You need to start recognizing what you are succeeding in, what's working, not what's not working. So many people are so focused on what's not working, they keep getting more of that. Let me give you an example. We all know that person, right? That no matter where they go, they end up going to the the dinner and they, they get the wrong meal or they get served last or there's a cockroach or an eyelash in their food, right? You know that person. The person that every time you hear them, you ask, how you doing? And they're all, oh, I'm doing okay. Things are just, you know... Who wants to be that person? And you, you know not to even ask them because that's, every time you ask them the question, you're going to get the same freaking answer that they're miserable and their life sucks and everything goes wrong. Do you think that that's just coincidence? No, they are creating that. They are creating their negative circumstance. They are creating the negativity, everything failing, everything going wrong. It's the exact same thing as when you look at somebody who's doing well, somebody who's positive. Here's the deal. You see somebody that just seems like they've become an overnight success, right? Let me just take myself, for example. People, I think, look at me and they just think, oh my gosh, she's got everything. And that's just, that couldn't be the farthest from the truth. I don't know if you know my story or not, but let me kind of tell you a little bit about my backstory. So I remember um, one day, well, first let me me tell you, my, my youngest daughter, Kaylee, she got really, really sick. She contracted spinal meningitis when she was born and all of a sudden she started having seizures. And so, um... We took her to the doctor. The doctor said she was fine, which is really crazy because she had 104 temperature um, as a six-week-old, which is unheard of. They should have taken her in and done a bunch of tests, but they didn't. 
And so I just assumed that she was fine. And so my mom was watching her one day and uh, I went to pick her up and she said, Krista, something's really, really wrong with Kaylee. I cannot console her. And she, it's not normal. It's not right. So I immediately took her to the doctor. Um, they took Kaylee from me and within the matter of two hours, they were rushing her and I to uh, um, Oakland's Children's Hospital and we ended up spending three weeks there. She ended up having multiple um, strokes uh, spinal meningitis and kidney failure throughout that course of that three weeks probably uh, about four or five different times they told me that Kaylee was not going to make it and I should call my preacher to uh, really anticipate that she was going to going to pass and I remember thinking god I can't do this like I can I cannot have I can't handle it well she ended up being okay worst thing was they ended up telling me that she was, she was okay, but I should expect for her to be blind and deaf, and mentally disabled, you know, uh, handicapped, you name it. They said that that was going to be Kaylee. Well, thank goodness she's like me and she's a super fighter and she's amazing. She has ADHD, but I don't think that's from the spinal meningitis and the strokes and the kidney failure. I think that is from her being my daughter. So when that happened, this kind of brings me into my story. I had decided to... Um, I said, you know, I'm going to go into uh, real estate and I'm going to leave my full-time teaching job. I was a full-time teacher there. I've got a master's in uh, curriculum and instruction um, and education. And I had said, you know, I'm going to leave teaching and I want to be home with the girls, with Jane and Kaylee. So I left my full-time teaching job and went into real estate. Um, my hope was to just to sell like one or couple, you know, three or four houses a year so I can kind of supplement what I was making as a teacher. Crazy enough, you can do that. Sell four houses and make what I was making as a teacher, which is pretty scary. Anyways, um, that was my decision. So a couple months after making that decision, I was one day with my besties from high school. Uh, there was about six of us and we were all at Schooner's restaurant in Antioch eating breakfast. It was like your very most perfect sun, uh, Saturday afternoon and the kids are running around and reminiscing and having a great time. And all of a sudden I get this phone call from one of my girlfriends from college and she's like, hey Krista, you know, it's Michelle. I'm like, hey, how you doing? She's like, I'm good, I'm in, I'm in uh, Napa. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, my, my so-and-so, my ex is there, too. I said his name, obviously. And she goes, yeah, I know. Well, I've actually seen him here. I'm like, oh, I know. He's on a golfing. He's golfing. And she goes, Krista, he, he's not golfing. I've actually seen him being intimate with someone. She's like, something's definitely going on. So at that moment, you know, from your happy Saturday morning turned into, you know, tears running down my face and me quickly gathering the girls and in the car with these thoughts going through my head going, oh my gosh, like how many more times has this happened? And you know, why is he lying to me? And you know, we have a life together. You think that you're honestly just angry when something like this happens. You think you're just angry and you kind of are, but to be honest, more than anything, you're absolutely just hurt and you're scared. You're so scared because you're going, oh my God, I just, what am I going to do? I just left my full-time teaching job. We just had just bought in a brand new home. Um, and you know, to come home and find out that all of a sudden my life of, that I thought was perfect. And I guess we all think that we all think that our life is perfect right before it gets shattered. And I thought to myself, like, what am I going to do? So these crazy thoughts were going through my head. I was really worried and really scared. And at one point driving home, I remember thinking to myself, Krista, you've got to save your girls. You've got to save yourself. But more importantly, you've got to save your girls. You, you've got to take care of them. And Unfortunately, for almost shame on me, and this is one thing I felt very shameful about too, is that it was not the first time that it had happened. It was actually the second time it had happened. And um, I found that he was having the affair. And the first time I let it go, I forgave him, moved on. Never, in fact, he even went, went, ended up going to a bachelor party 
right after I found that he was cheating because I forgave him and I thought it was, you know, things were okay. So I really was shocked that this had happened again and it was just devastating for me. But I had made that promise the first time that if it ever happened again, that I would leave. And some of you are listening to this going, oh, Chris, it's a big deal. Everyone has an affair. It's so common. But just because it's common, it doesn't mean that it's right. It doesn't mean because it happens to everyone and people get divorced and people have affairs and they cheat and they rip apart families that it's, that it's right, right? So for me, it wasn't normal because my whole family is married. My parents have been married 51 years. They just celebrated their 51 year anniversary. My brother Josh has been married 20 years. My brother Joe, 25 years. So I'm the only one that has gone through a divorce because we were taught to stay married. The only reason you're allowed to get divorced is if, is if you have an affair. So for me, it wasn't normal. It was devastating. And I remember honestly weighing like 95 pounds and I'm already pretty thin. So I weigh about 130 pounds. So imagine me 35 pounds thinner. I looked like a skeleton. I was so sick and devastated and you know, coming home to an empty house I remember the very first day, uh, the very first holiday alone, it was on Thanksgiving and my parents are Jehovah's Witnesses, so they don't celebrate, they don't celebrate holidays. So it was just me by myself and the new girlfriend who was driving my car. That's really true. Can you believe that? Who does that? <laughs> was driving my car, was picking up my children on the first Thanksgiving, um, after this, this horrible separation. And I remember sitting there uh, on, a, on Thanksgiving Day with a bottle of wine. I think it was my second bottle. I'm not going to lie. Just feeling like the biggest loser. And it had been a couple, you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. I don't even remember right now, honestly, at the timing. But I just know that I was at the point where I felt like I, I'm done. Like I, I can't do this anymore. I'm, I'm tired. My bank accounts are drained. We've just bought this new house. I can't go on. I'm, I'm done. And... One to two bottles in, you know, sobbing for several hours. I remember looking out at the backyard and, and looking at this blank slate because in California, where we live, when you buy a new house, they don't do the backyard. So I remember looking out at the backyard and I remember thinking, you know what? You need to get off your butt and you need to make a change and you need to, to, to take care of your girls. And you need to set the example of what it looks like when this happens and you need to fight for them. So I made the conscious decision at that point to put a backyard in uh, 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 in the backyard of them. I made a conscious decision to put a pool there and to give them the best freaking play structure they could ever imagine. And that was when the switch happened. So I made the conscious decision at that point to change my pity party, you know, drunken self who had lost 30 pounds and wasn't barely surviving to say, I am going to crush it. And that next 12 months, I sold 69 houses. Now, was it easy that next 12 months? Did I have a, was it, was it, was it simple? Did I, you know, feel embarrassed every time I went to a function and I was alone and I felt like the other women were judging me because I didn't have a husband and thinking I was going to steal theirs, which is so crazy to me. Did I feel insecure and um, nervous in my, in my new career? Did I feel like I wasn't worthy? Absolutely. I felt that every single day. Sometimes I still feel that way actually. Um, but I fought through it and I, crushed it and I killed it. And I set a good example for my daughters. And we went through hell for the next couple of years. I will tell you, we went through hell. Um, I was a complete black widow and any poor man that even came near me. I, I felt sorry for them because I was not very nice. I was, I was crushed. Why am I telling you this? And I remember the reasoning for my, for my podcast in the beginning, which is really crazy. Um, but I tell you this, so now I apologize guys because I have forgotten the whole reason why I started telling you this story because of the story I told you and you're now knowing everything about my personal life. But 
you know, I, I made through it. I made through it. And sometimes I still feel like an imposter. You know, like sometimes I still feel like an imposter because I'm coaching people and helping people and trying to, you know, teaching them to be positive. And sometimes I'm not positive. Sometimes I'm just not, right? Like I'm not feeling good about my day or where I'm at or what's happened. But I am so good about recognizing those thoughts and what's and where I'm at in my life and saying no. You're not going to be this person. You are a leader. You are an inspirer. You are an encourager. You are a doer. You are somebody who positively affects every life that you touch and you change your thought process in your business or your personal life or your marriage or whatever it is. And I focus on what is working. All right. I focus on being positive and taking out that negativity. And it was not easy, people, when I went through my divorce. It, I got to tell you, it was not easy. And we, I had so much pushback and so much setback. And I was dealing with a very, very verbally abusive ex-husband who his main goal in life, you know, is to, he's very narcissistic. And I don't say that as a mean scorned ex-wife. Uh, I am so happy and in love with my husband now. We, My husband, Steve, we're, we're amazing. Uh, he's the best thing that's ever happened to me. But I'll tell you, it was hard to move past the situation that I was in. It was so hard. And I did it. And it wasn't always easy. And it still isn't sometimes in the what we, I deal with right now in my life. But I still choose to fight. And I still choose to keep pushing. And I still choose to put one foot in front of the other to always, always um, do better. And you can too. You know, you don't go from from living, uh, you know, your high school years in a group home and being in a foster home and, and going to juvenile hall by sitting and being in a pity party and wallowing. You do it by taking action and being methodical about what you're doing in your life, in your business, or whatever it is that you're at. It takes a conscious effort to continually push and focus on the positive things and to make the decision that no matter what, you're going to do it and it's going to work. And if you can do that in your life and every aspect of your life and who you are and what you're doing and no matter what it is, you guys, you will continue to improve but don't give up like most people do. I, you have no idea I wanted to give up. That day on Thanksgiving when I was sitting alone looking at my backyard and feeling so sorry for myself and feeling like the biggest failure for letting this happen to me again and wondering what is wrong with me and why me and wh you know why would he do this? You know what, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not smart enough. Whatever it is, that's just BS you tell yourself until you decide that that's not what you're going to tell yourself anymore. Does that make sense? So whatever it is that you're telling yourself, stop unless it's good. Right. And you'll see that the more and more that you do that, the more and more that you focus on. And I'm so sorry that I'm ranting and forgot the real reason for the podcast. But the more and more that you continue to learn these traits of being positive and, and thinking, you know, in a positive manner and infusing positivity in your thoughts and your brain and only focusing on what's working. That's what it was, you guys. It was focusing on what's working. Yeah, I remembered. See, I'm giving myself a compliment. Good job, Krista. So the more that you focus on on positive things in your life, the more that you get them. And that's what this podcast was about, is focusing on positivity, focusing on what's working, not focusing on what's not. That first year, you guys, when I, when I sold the 69 houses, when I went from zero to 69 and I was, you know, miserable, I did it because I focused on what was working. I didn't focus on what wasn't. Sometimes I did when I was having my pity party and crying under my covers and calling my, I, I did, I cried many times and called my friends and was miserable. But most of the time I focused on what was working. Focus on what's working in your business. Focus on what you're doing right. And when you do it right, give yourself successes. Pat yourself on the back. Tell yourself, you know, that you, you did a good job because no one else is going to. And success breeds success. The more that you do things right and you notice it, the more you're going to, your mind is going to 
be geared towards getting you there. Dr. Maxwell Malt, Cypress Cyber Genetics, is a book that I recommend everyone read. And he talks about the power of your brain and how your brain is a mental roadmap to give you whatever it is that you want in your life because you deserve it. But you've got to get that mental roadmap there. You've got to put things there. You've got to visualize your day. You've got to focus on what's on what's worked. That's why every morning I started by showing gratitude and visualizing my day, right? Because I want to infuse positive thoughts in my head and get my head wrapped around where it is that I want it to go and what I want it to do. So I'm going to tell you this, focus on what's working. Give yourself positive, you know, nudges and, and compliments and like pat yourself, like literally right now, I want everyone to stop this podcast and think about something that you've done well, a few things and write it down, write down what you're thankful for, write down what's worked and say out loud, Hey, good job, Krista for doing this podcast today. Good job, Krista, for remembering what the heck your podcast was even about. Good job, Krista, for having the courage to actually do this podcast and to tell your story when, you know, it's embarrassing. Like, do you get my point? Focus on what's working. Success breeds success. Give yourself positive reinforcement because the more that you focus on what is working in your business and in your life, the more of it that you will get. Don't be like that friend that you know that everything that happens is negative and it's like they always get their crappy food and they get served glass and their, you know, their power gets turned off because their bill didn't get sent or whatever it might be. Don't be that person. You be the person that looks like they were an overnight success, right? Even though we all know there's no such things as an overnight success, things take time right? I didn't just get where I'm at in my career right now, my coaching career. I had to go through, you know, 17 years of, of being a master sales associate and really learning the real estate market and, and, you know, failing so many times. And I will have a whole podcast about how many times I failed because it's so sad to say how many times I failed. And then eventually it starts to stick and you start to do better and you get better and better and better. There's no such thing as an overnight success people, but focus on what it takes to get you to the, be successful. Focus on the positive and you will get more positive in your business. And not just your business, but in your life, in your marriage, in the personal relationship with yourself or the universe or God or whatever you might call it. Okay, your children, focus on what you're doing right. Ask them, what am I doing right? What do you like? And then start doing more of it. Notice what you're doing in your business that is working, that is successful for you and do more of that. Quit focusing on what is not working. Financially independent, retire early everyone fire your hope this podcast helped you today please do me a favor review it give me your reviews i know i talk fast but i'm trying to keep on your toes and refer subscribe recommend and thank you so much for being a loyal subscriber and you guys make it a great day and what do we always say positive in positive in energy where energy glows flows your mind goes so your mind goes where energy flows think positive constantly in every aspect of your business and your life and you will get more of that you get what you think have a great day do you ever wish there was an easier way to get more clients? Well, guess what? There is. And I'd love to give you my free, simple, easy to follow process for getting more leads and actually turning them into clients without the crazy hustle. If you're serious about making more money this year, enroll in my 100% free training course, The Ultimate Lead Gen and Conversion Playbook. Visit theultimateleadgenplaybook.com. One more time, visit the ultimateleadgenplaybook.com to enroll now. Be sure to join us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and be sure to check out kristamayshore.com slash podcast for free downloads and resources. Can't wait to see you next time.